I don't know how this is gonna go. I guess, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay, there you go. Hi guys, it's Jess, and welcome back to the Millennial Mama podcast. If you w- watched, if you listened to episode one, I'm actually shocked, but thank you. And I'm happy you came back for episode two. If you are just joining in, this is kind of like a podcast mix of my pregnancy life, how I'm feeling. It's a little bit like the mess that it sounds, but we're going to have fun here. So for today's episode, I actually had a different plan, but yesterday at work, at the very end of the day, I'm talking like the last 15 minutes. I got an email that we were visiting. I work as a college advisor, for those that don't know. And we're visiting a class next week, a psychology class. And they happen to be talking about personality and personality types next Tuesday. So the professor asked that we also take the um, Myers-Briggs personality test. Now, I love these kind of tests. Like, annoyingly love these kind of tests. I've had my boyfriend Chris take all of them. We took the Myers-Briggs test together. We took the love language test together. We took, oh, there was one, I think it might have been the Enneagram test. I'm not sure. I might not have forced him to take that one because it was a little bit longer, but I just love these kinds of tests. So for today's episode, I thought that it would be kind of fun to see if, because the last time I took this test, I, Chris and I had just started dating. So now we're two years in, pregnant with our first baby. So I thought it might be kind of interesting to see if a long-term relationship and pregnancy has changed my personality type a little bit because I feel a little bit different and that could just be the hormones and how hypersensitive I am to my system right now, but we're going to find out. So the last time that I took this test, it said that I was an INFP. So an INFP, just kind of a brief description of it, is a mediator. It is someone who possesses the introverted, intuitive, feeling, and prospecting personality traits. These rare personality types, I was rare, we'll see if I'm still rare. These rare personality types tend to be quiet, open-minded, and imaginative, and they apply a caring and creative approach to everything they do. That really does describe me, but I have noticed some things about my personality that have been changing, so I guess we're going to find out if that's still my main personality type. I don't want to read too much about it right now, just because I'll go into that later if that's still my personality type, but in case you didn't know anything about Myers-Briggs, there are 16 core personality types, so that's what we're going to do today. So let me pull up this test. And the test that they sent, the link was from, it It just says Jung typology test. Um, I will include that in the description of the podcast if you're interested in taking the test too, to find out what your personality type is. Um, on here, it also says something about being able to use the results of this test as an input into the Jung marriage test to assess your compatibility. I believe I remember Chris's personality type, so if I can remember, and if that's free because I'm not paying for something like that. <laughs> Let me pay for a compatibility test when we're about to have a baby. Then then we'll do that too. So let's get started. Question one, you are almost never late for your appointments. That is, okay, so I guess let me explain how the questions are laid out. On the one end of the spectrum, it is yes with all capital letters. Then it's just yes with lowercase letters. Uncertain, 
no with lowercase letters and no in all capitals. So it's basically like, yes, 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 all the way down to absolutely freaking not. That's fine. We're, we're okay with that word. Um, I try to steer away from the uncertain ones as much as I possibly can. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like that throws off the tests if you're just like, if you don't pick a side. So I try to always pick a side, even if it's not like absolutely one side. I don't know. That could be absolutely inaccurate. Maybe I should look into that. But we're going to try to stay away from the uncertains unless we absolutely have to. So you are almost never late to your appointments. That is the yes in capital letters. You like to be engaged in an active and fast paced job. Yes in capital letters. I get, I'm actually on my A game when we are busiest at work. That's just when I like thrive. I feel exhausted at the end of the day, but I thrive all day long. You enjoy having a wide circle of acquaintances. That is, I'm going to put no in small letters. It's not that I don't like knowing people. I am just very socially awkward. So it's, it's hard to enjoy it, I guess, for me when I'm act when I'm actually around people in person. I don't know if you guys feel that way too, but we're gonna go with no in small letters because it's not that I hate people. I'm just you know an awkward little bean. You feel involved when watching TV soaps. I don't know if it means just like literally just soap operas or any kind of TV show, but I'm gonna put yes in. We'll go with lowercase. It depends on the show. You are usually the first to react to a sudden event, the telephone ringing, or unexpected question. I'm going to say yes in lowercase. Sometimes I'm a little slow, but I... It's funny because I'm not the most observant person in the world, but I'm I'm a very reactive person. So we'll go with yes with lowercase. You feel that the world is founded on compassion. Oh, that's hard. Like... I'm compassionate. Do I think the world is overall? I feel like the world could use some help with that. Um, I'm going to go with no lowercase. I hope that doesn't, I hope that's not like me saying that I'm not compassionate because I'm probably too compassionate sometimes. You think that everything in the world is relative. I remember why this test takes me so long to do because, okay, you think that everything in the world is relative. I know what the world relative, what the world, I know what the word relative means. So please don't think I'm stupid for literally Googling this right now. But one, I'm having pregnancy brain. So this question is just not computing in my head. And two, I'm just not really sure the context of what they're saying. Considered in relation or in proportion to something else. Okay. So basically that the whole world like has to do with comparing things. I mean, this is going to be one of the times I put uncertain. I'm sorry. Please, you know, if you think I'm stupid, just you know, don't leave that in the comments, I guess. Keep my self-esteem at the the low end of the spectrum that it's at, but no lower. All right. Strict observance of the established rules is likely to prevent attaining a good outcome. Okay. I'm going to read that again because that was a long one. Strict observance of the established rules. So observing the rules is likely to prevent attaining a good outcome. I'm going to put lowercase no because I was always that goody two shoes rule follower. I don't think that observing the rules is going to give you a terrible outcome. It depends on what the rules are. So, you know, it is a little subjective, but I'm going to put no lowercase. 
It is difficult to get you excited. I'm going to put no capital. It's funny because I actually, we went on date night last night. And as we were leaving, like we were pulling out of a parking spot. I saw one of my friends. Um, he used to be my sister's roommate. And I thought I saw him and his girlfriend getting into their car. And I looked at Chris and I was like, oh my God, I think that's Kyle. And I just got so excited. And he was like, Jess. And I was like, no, I think that's Kyle. We have to say hi. Um, so, so I'm so sorry, Kyle, for probably embarrassing myself in front of your girlfriend because I get too excited about absolutely everything. But no, in capitals, it is not difficult to get me excited. If you buy me a box of cereal, I will cry. So there's that one. When making a decision, you rely more on your feelings than on analysis of the situation. That is a yes in freaking capitals. Probably too much. I rely on my feelings. I am a very feelings person. You often think about humankind and its destiny. Um, I do think about humankind. Do I think so much about its destiny? No-ish. Hmm. I'm going to put yes in lowercase because I really, I do think about humankind. And so I, we're going to, yeah, we're just going to go with yes with lowercase. You believe the best decision is one that, one which can be cha easily changed. Ooh, okay. This is about to show how um, kind of insecure, but also how I always have 5,000 backup plans. I'm going to put yes in lowercase because when I come up with a plan for like making a decision, I usually have a backup plan and then I usually have a backup plan to that backup plan. So I guess it's not, I expect, I expect the worst. That's terrible. But I also expect that things might pop up where we need to make changes. So yes, I do try to come up with a flexible decision, I guess. You often ponder the root cause of phenomena and things. I think yes, lowercase. I don't always look for like the surface answer. Like this is why it happened. I look for, okay, but why did it really happen? So I guess I'll go yes, lowercase. You prefer to act immediately rather than speculate about various options. This is where the two, I'm a Gemini. So this is where the two aspects of my personality clash with each other. Because while I try to think about all of the things, the possible scenarios, I also act immediately. And it's something that I am trying, probably not as hard as I could, am trying to work on that I react before I think. So I think if I'm being honest and I think sometimes when you take these tests, you, you go with like best case. And especially now that I'm recording it and like you're all seeing how actually I am. This is really how you get to know someone. You listen to them take a personality test. To be very honest, yes, in lowercase. I'm not going to put yes in capital. I'll do yes in lowercase because I do like to speculate about the various options. But I think overall, I do act immediately more. So I'll put that one. You trust reason rather than feelings. I'm going to put no lowercase because I do listen to reason after I have gotten all of my feelings out. <laughs> but mostly I go with feelings first. You are inclined to rely more on improvisation, improvisation than on prior planning. I plan to like a limit. I don't over plan. I, I was always thankful that I was around more planners because I am someone who, if I have like, like to-do list, 
I then just wing it. I'm very good at the wing it method. So I'm going to put no lowercase because I do a little bit of planning, but like I am that person who will wing it rather than plan everything to a T. You spend your leisure time actively socializing with a group of people, attending parties, shopping, etc. No capital. Absolutely not. That requires you to have social skills. And I lack those. You usually plan your actions in advance. Uh, I'm going to put no in capitals too. I really, I really don't. (laughs) Your actions are frequently influenced by your emotions. I feel like in this section of the quiz, they're attacking me. Yes, capitals. You are a person somewhat reserved and distant in communication. It's funny because I, I keep saying it's funny. None of this is funny, guys. This is very, very serious. I'm kidding. I am very good at communicating through writing. People would probably say that I am distant in groups. Like if you throw me into a group of people, I'm not going to be the first one to talk. I'm not. Honestly, unless you talk to me, I probably will stay silent because I've always had this mindset of if somebody wants to talk to me, I'll talk to them, but I don't want to burden them with my voice, which is funny. That's also kind of why I'm doing this podcast to get more comfortable with myself speaking because I've always thought that my voice, opinions, how I feel is a burden to people and I'm not going to burden them with that unless they ask me a question which is terrible. Like this, this is why I'm going back to therapy, guys. That is a topic for a whole other episode. We're not going to get into that right now. But yes, I'm going to put yes, lowercase. I am a person that's somewhat reserved and distant in communication. If you talk to me, I will talk your ear off. Um, When I get really nervous, I do tend to babble, but that is only when people open up the, the door for that babbling. All right. You know how to put every minute of your time to good purpose. I'm going to say yes, lowercase, because although, especially now, oh, this is where I'm like, now I'm very exhausted. I'm very exhausted. So trying to put every minute of my time to good purpose is hard. I still, I know how to do it and I still do work my ass off to try to do it. Even today, today is a Saturday. I have my day off. Safira is at her mom's house. I have a to-do list of things that I need to get accomplished today. It's my day off. and I'm planning my day off so that I accomplish my to-do list. So I will say yes in, in lowercase for that one. You often contemplate the complexity of life. I'm going to put no in lowercase because that would stress my brain out. I My brain doesn't want to do that. After prolonged socializing, you feel you need to get away and be alone. Yes, in capitals. I need to recharge. I know I'm going to be an introvert. I just know it. I'll be very surprised if I'm not. You often do jobs in a hurry. I'm going to put no capital. I, I do take my time to make sure I do a good job. You easily see the general principle behind specific occurrences. I'm going to put no lowercase because sometimes I, especially with the way the world is now, um, when things happen, I am sometimes like, but why? I don't get it. Their, their point does not seem valid to me. So I'm going to put no in lowercase. You frequently and easily express your feelings and emotions. Yes, in capital letters. Do people always understand them? No, but do I easily express them? Yes. You find it difficult to speak loudly. Uh, Yes, in capitals. I've always had that problem. And I don't know if other people feel that way, but it actually hurts like my chest to try to talk louder. And when I was younger... Like if a teacher called on me and I had to be reading, they'd be like, Jessica, you have to speak up. And I, 
I can't. Like, I cannot talk louder. I think as I've gotten older, I've projected my voice a little bit more. But no, it is very hard for me to talk louder, like physically hard for me to talk louder. You get bored if you have to read theoretical books. Uh, yes, in capitals. <laughs> you tend to sympathize with other people. Yes, in capitals. Again, to a fault. Halsey's got this line in one of her songs, my empathy is a disaster, and I relate very heavily to that. You value justice rather than mercy. I, oh. I'm going to put no in lowercase. I think it's that empathy that I have for people. It depends on the situation. It very much depends on the situation. Oh, I don't know if I should put uncertain for that one. I'm a very, I could never be on a jury because I just, it depends on the situation. I, I'm going to put uncertain. I'm not, I'm just going to put uncertain for that one. So far we have two uncertains if, if you want to keep track for me. You rapidly get involved in the social life of a new workplace. No in capitals. It took me like two years at work to be like, okay, I'll go on a conference with you guys. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Anything social life related, it doesn't, it hasn't, it's nothing against the people. I love the people I work with, but I'm just not a social person. The more people you speak to, the better you feel. Uh, I'm going to put no lowercase. If I'm in a social situation, the more people I speak to, I might start to feel a little bit more comfortable, but I also hate it at the same time. You tend to rely on your experience rather than on theoretical alternatives. I'm going to put yes in capitals. I find myself always falling back on experiences I had and they do stop me from pursuing things or doing something. So yes, I do rely on my experience. I have a lot of crazy experiences, so maybe we'll talk about some of those. So yes, I'm going to put yes for that one in capitals. As a rule, you proceed only when you have a clear and detailed plan. I'm going to put no in capitals. I, a detailed plan is not going to, not having a detailed plan is not going to prevent me from proceeding. You easily empathize with the concerns of other people. I'm going to put yes in capitals. And I guess to, I get clear up that confusion because I know nothing, some people just don't understand the, the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is you can feel bad for other people. Empathy is you can basically, you can put yourself in their shoes and feel, not feel what they're feeling as in like that their feelings are generic or yours are superior or anything like that. But you have the ability to put yourself in other people's situations and really, really feel for them. Not just feel bad for them, but feel for them. So that is the difference. And yes, I do have both. Again, to the point where it's sometimes a disaster. Often you prefer to read a book than go to a party. I'm going to put yes in lowercase. I have been slacking in the reading department. I did read a chapter of Bridgerton last night. We're going to really try to aim for at least a chapter a day. That sounds so pathetic to actual readers. And it sounds pathetic to me who used to read like 300 pages a day. But when life happens, it's sometimes hard to fit your hobbies in there. Um, but yes, I would prefer reading a book than going to a party. When with a group of people, you enjoy being directly involved and being at the center of attention. No in capitals. I would prefer to be the wallpaper. You are more inclined to experiment than to follow familiar approaches. Ugh. I sound so boring. I'm going to put no in lowercase. Sometimes I do experiment, but I am a creature of habit. And I do tend to lean towards more like familiarity. It makes me feel better. It helps my anxiety. 
You are strongly touched by the stories about people's troubles. Yes, in capitals. I have cried in my office if a student tells me a sad story. I have started crying. I am, it's the sympathy empathy. Like the button gets hit and the tears just come out. Deadlines seem to you to be relative rather than absolute, uh, rather than absolute importance. No, in capitals. If you give me a deadline, it'll get done probably a week before that. You prefer to isolate yourself from outside noises. I'm going to put yes in capitals. Noise, especially now in pregnancy, gets to me. Even yesterday, I was talking to Chris on the phone on his way home, and he was trying to tell me something, and I was just like, I'm sorry, but the sound of your voice mixed with your FedEx truck mixed with the some kind of beeping that was happening in the background. I was like, I just hit like auditory overload, and I didn't understand anything you were saying. Noises are affecting me a lot, and I prefer not to have so much noise. For you, it is easier to gain knowledge through hands-on experience than from books or manuals. I'm going to put yes, lowercase. Like when I build stuff, yes, I do use a manual, but I I like to, to do. I'm a hands-on person. You think that almost everything can be analyzed. No, I'm going to put no in lowercase. Sometimes feelings just are feelings and they don't make sense and trying to analyze them just isn't going to help the situation. And and I know that from experience because I am a very emotional person and Chris is a very analytical person and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you try to analyze a person, an emotional person's feelings, sometimes you're just going to get frustrated because there there's no reasoning sometimes. It's just like that's how you feel. So no, I don't think you can analyze everything about everything. <laughs> All right, for you, no surprises is better than surprises, bad or good ones. Um, while I do like, like, good surprises are nice. Like, I do, I do like those. But I, I have anxiety. So my fear of a bad surprise definitely outweighs my desire for a good surprise. So I'm going to put yes in lowercase. I hate that about my, that sounds so sad that I don't, that I'm so scared of bad surprises that I, I can't say that I would like a good surprise. Oh, I hope that changes. All right. You take pleasure in putting things in order. I'm going to put yes in lowercase. That sounds weird because I'm not really a planner, but I do like things in order. So tidying up does make me feel more like centered. You feel at ease in a crowd. Absolutely not in capitals. You have good control over your desires and temptations. I mean, I guess yes, lowercase, like, do I let my desires turn me into a crazy person and out of control? No. Okay, so I, I guess I guess I have good control. We're just going to put yes in lowercase. You easily understand new theoretical principles. I hate every time they ask about theoretical principles because I feel stupid. I'm going to put no in lowercase. I have other things I'd rather talk about besides theoretical stuff. Usually place yourself nearer to the side than in the center of the room. Yes, in capitals. As far to the side as I can get. If I could fall into the wall, I would. Like that girl from X-Men who can like run through walls. I would probably just run into a wall and like sit in the center of it. (laughs) When solving a problem, you would rather follow a familiar approach than seek a new one. Yes, in capitals. A thirst for adventure is something close to your heart. Yes, in capitals. Which probably makes you go, what do you mean if you're a creature of habit? I told you, I'm a Gemini. There's like two sides of me. I absolutely love adventure. All right. When considering a situation, you pay more attention to the current situation and less to a possible sequence of events. 
oh, okay, wait a minute, I'm going to reread that. When considering a situation, you pay more attention to the current situation. So basically, you pay more attention to the effect and less attention to a possible sequence of events. So I guess this is like a cause and effect question. Do you like pay more attention to what happened or do you pay more attention to like how it happened? I say I pay more attention to how it happened, like what led to it. So for that one, I guess I would put no in lowercase because I don't pay more attention to the current situation. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. When solving a problem, you consider the rational approach to be the best. Ooh, um, I don't want to say I'm an irrational person. I just know that my feelings sometimes get in the way of the rational approach. So I'm going to put no in lowercase just because I am aware of the rational approach. But sometimes when I'm solving a problem, like that's not what I think is best. It's just not. You find it difficult to talk about your feelings. Oh, see, that's hard out loud. I do shut down. I do have a hard time like explaining my feelings out loud on writing. And I just said that like I was good at like expressing my feelings. When I get to that point, yes. I can express my feelings. Do I sometimes find it difficult to talk about them? Yes. It's the whole like feeling like a burden thing. Expressing them, I'm great at. I can write you 12 poems about how I'm feeling. But do I find it difficult to talk about my feelings? Yes. Um, I guess, uh, I know they didn't ask about writing specifically, but I'm thinking that being able to write about your feelings and talk about them also plays into this question. So I'm going to put no lowercase. I don't find it difficult to talk about my feelings. I'll just write them down for you. (laughs) Your decisions are based more on the feeling of a moment than on the thorough planning. Ugh. I'm going to put yes in lowercase because again, if I have feelings, I'm, I'm probably going to act on those. You prefer, you prefer to spend your leisure time alone or relaxing in a tranquil atmosphere. Yes. In lowercase. Actually, uh, we're not even going to lie. Yes. In capital. (laughs) You feel more comfortable sticking to conventional ways. See, I feel like that's different than going with what you're used to. I'm not a conventional person. And if you tell me like, this is the way we always have done things, like this is the way you have always done things, I'm going to look at you and be like, okay, but it's not the way I've always done things. So I'm going to put no in lowercase. Conventional ways does not make me feel more comfortable. My ways makes me (laughs) oh, sometimes I hate myself when I speak. What I'm used to makes me feel more comfortable. It doesn't have to be conventional. So no in lowercase. You are easily affected by strong emotions. Yes in capitals. You are always looking for opportunity. Oh, guys, we're almost done. You are always looking for, for opportunities. Yes in capitals. As a rule, current preoccupations worry you more than your future plans. I'm going to say yes in lowercase. I do worry about the future, but I worry about everything. Um... On the scale of what I worry about most and everything I worry about, I would probably say current preoccupations, especially right now. Next, it is easy for you to communicate in social situations. No, in capitals. You rarely deviate from your habits. I'm going to put yes in lowercase. Sometimes I have to, but I prefer not to. You willingly involve yourself in matters which engage your sympathies. Um, I'm going to put yes in lowercase. The reason I can't put yes like fully is sometimes I just have too many feelings that trying to add to my feelings with other people's feelings puts me on overload, but I do, I will willingly throw myself into trying to help someone. Sometimes I just have to take a step back. I have learned that about myself. In the past, I probably would have put yes in capital. So we're, we're getting there. 
Last question, you easily perceive various ways in which events could develop. Yes, in capitals. That was, I think I talked about that a little bit earlier. I do have like 12 backup plans. So I can think, okay, if this happens, then we'll do this. If this happens, we'll do this. So while I'm not the best planner, I'm the, I'm really good at coming up with scenarios. So maybe I'm a better planner than I thought. I don't know. All right, guys. So that was 64 questions. I'm going to hit score it and we're going to see what my personality type is and if it changed. Oh my gosh, it did change. I don't know what I was expecting. I, I think I was really expecting for it to stay the same. Like, I think it really changed. Wait a second. I'm trying to see like how many. Okay, because there's four. I was going to say four digits. There are four letters to your personality type. The first letter is either I or E, introversion or extroversion. The second letter is either S or I, sensing over intuition. The third letter is either F or T, feelings over thinking. And the last letter is J or P, judging over perceiving. Now before, my type was an INFP. Now, apparently, my type is an ISFJ. Wait a second. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That second letter, I said that it was an I for intuition. No, they use an N for intuition. So it's either an S or an N. So for me, two of my letters changed. I went from intuition to sensing, and I went from perceiving to judging. So my new personality type is an ISFJ. Okay. I feel kind of blown away by this right now. All right, let's read a little bit more about my personality type. Wow, I was not expecting that. All right, I'm going to read the full description. We're going to see if this fits me a little bit more. The other one was, it was very like poetic, like it was the mediator, which the the term mediator did always get me. I was like, I'm not really a mediator. I'm, I'm too feelings to, uh, no, that's a lie. I guess I am more of a person that can mediate because I can see both, like I can see every side of a situation, but we'll see if this is a little bit more than me. So I think I just said, I think we'll see if this is a little bit more than me. We'll see if this is a little bit more me. So my personality type is now introverted, sensing, feeling, judging. ISFJs are characterized above all by their desire to serve others, their need to be needed. Wow. I have never felt so attacked in my life. In extreme cases, this need is so strong that standard give-and-take relationships are deeply unsatisfying to them. However, most ISFJs find more than enough with which to occupy themselves within the framework of a normal life. That was a mouthful. Okay, it says, Since ISFJs, like all SJs, are very much bound by the prevailing social conventions, their form of service is likely to exclude any elements of moral or political controversy. They specialize in the local, the personal, and the practical. I'm a very personal person. ISFJs are often unappreciated at work, home, and play, ironically because they prove over and over that they can be relied on for their loyalty and unstinting high-quality work. Those around them often take them for granted, even take advantage of them. Oh, I feel so attacked right now. My mom also always used to say when I was little that I would set the bar so high in school that my teachers would, like, they would expect, like, my first project, I would get, like, 110. And then from there, it's like they expected so much from me. Admittedly, the problem is sometimes aggravated by the ISFJs themselves. For instance, they are notoriously bad at delegating. Oh, that is very true. If you want it done right, do it yourself. 
And although they're hurt by being treated like doormats, oh my god, I feel like they've read some of my poetry books. They're often unwilling to toot their own horns about their accomplishments because they feel that although they deserve more credit than they're getting, it's somehow wrong to want any sort of reward for doing work. Oh. It says, ISFJs are often overworked and as a result may suffer from psychosomatic illnesses. <laughs> I just told you guys I was going back to therapy. Oh, jeez. Um, they're capable of forming strong loyalties, but these are personal rather than institutional loyalties. If someone they've bonded, this is a little bit more about like in the workplace, I kind of skipped that part. If someone they've bonded with in this, in this way leaves the company, the ISFJ will leave with them if given the option. (laughs) Traditional careers for an ISFJ include teaching, social work, nursing, medicine. I can't do anything in the nursing field and I'm not a teacher. And I'm not a social worker, but my job is kind of a combination of the two. Their work ethic is high. Um, Their families are the center of their life. That is definitely me. They're extremely warm and demonstrative within the family circle. And often possessive of their loved ones. (laughs) Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting it to change that much. In the past, I was like an INFJ. So, like, the J part of this. But I've been an INFP for a really long time. Like most I's, ISFJs have a a few close friends. They're extremely loyal to these and are ready to provide emotional and practical support at a moment's notice. However, like most F's, they hate confrontation. Wow, that's me. If you get into a fight, don't expect them to jump in after you. Oh, that's not so much me. Like, I will go fight for someone. Not physical fight, but, like, I I will have words for you. You can count on them. One ISFJ trait that is easily misunderstood by those who haven't known them long is that they are often unable to either hide or articulate any distress they may be feeling. Okay. For instance, an an ISFJ child may be reproved for sulking, the actual cause of which is a combination of physical illness plus misguided good manners. An adult ISFJ may drive a later ashamed friend or significant other into a fit of temper over the ISFJ's unexplained moodiness. Oh, that's me. Only afterwards to explain about a death in the family they didn't want to burden anyone with. Oh my god, I told you I didn't want to be a burden like 12 times. This might actually be more me than the other one. This is like the the um, mentally traumatized version of me. Those close to ISFJs should learn to watch for the warning signs in these situations and take the initiative themselves to uncover the problem. That is very much me. And I think that's what I was trying to explain. I can express the feeling, but I have a hard time talking about why I'm like the cause of it. So while I might look moody or sad, if like Chris, for example, asks me what is upsetting me, it's hard for me to talk about it. So I guess that's what it's saying here. It has percentages and I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure that out a little bit more. It says that introvert, I'm 66%. So I'm thinking it's like on the spectrum. I think there's like a spectrum and I'm 66% on the introvert side. Like I'm that, I'm, I'm very introverted. For sensing, sensing and judging, which are the two that changed, it's like I'm only slightly on that. So I'm slightly more sensing than intuitive because sensing says 16%. Feelings was also 66%. So the two aspects of my personality that stay the same are very much like embedded parts of my personality, I guess. I'm very much introverted, very much feelings. Judging was also 16%. So I guess with the sensing and judging, this must be like the, well, I'm not saying the opposite of an INFP, but if you, the two aspects that are different, 
if they were a little bit more on the other side, I would be an INFP. So I guess this is just my, my personality did change slightly. And wow. Okay. Uh, real quick, because this is taking a long time. I'm sorry, guys. I hope this was at least interesting. ISFJs often find themselves in occupations that either involve a lot of interactions with other people or require meticulousness and diligence. That is my job. Um, let's see. Social work, education, childcare management, customer service. Yeah, that's all of that is my job. So those were just a few of them, but all of those fit the description of my job. Let's see. Uh, let's look at famous ISFJs. That always just, you know, interests me. Oh, do we have any like recent ones? <laughs> all right, I'm going to look, I'm going to look that up on a separate thing because like, I don't really know most of those people. Okay. It says Mother Teresa, Bruce Willis, Halle Berry, Kate Middleton, Jessica Simpson, Kim Kardashian, oh, Dr. Dre, Gwyneth Paltrow, Anne Hathaway, Vin Diesel, Selena Gomez. Oh my God, I love her. I'm okay with this. Sees one person on there. Oh, I'm not saying she's the only one on there that I like, but sees Selena Gomez and is like, oh, I can, I can be this personality type. All right. So I'm going to go back to this other website I have. Um, it's called 16personalities.com that explains all of the different types. So let me go back to that so that I can find my new one because that's, this is the website that said before as an INFP, I was a mediator. ISFJ. That is what I said I was, right? <laughs> yes. ISFJ. Oh, dang it. Defender. Oh, that is, that's me. Very dedicated and warm protectors, always ready to defend their loved ones. Yep. That would be me. Wow. This is crazy. Let's look at strengths and weaknesses. I'm supportive, reliable, and patient, imaginative and observant, enthusiastic, loyal, and hardworking, good practical skills. My weaknesses. I'm humble and shy. It says I'm meek. That's true. Takes things too personally. Oh, absolutely. Represses their feelings. Ouch. Overloads themselves. Reluctant to change. <laughs> too altruistic. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what they mean. That's a really nice way of saying can become a doormat. That's what they mean. All right. Oh, I think this is actually a website that also says like what your best romantic relation. Oh, let me see. It might just explain about romantic relationships. I'm trying to see like what my best matches are. Okay. It says now I'm just, this is the first thing that popped up when I put best romantic matches for ISFJ on Google. It says the natural partners are ESTP or ESFP. Now I'm gonna go back to this because I have to actually see the picture to remember what Chris's is because it's the combination of letters just always throws me off. But I I think I remember which one he is. I think that Chris is an ENTJ. I think he's the commander personality type. ENTJ. Okay, that's not not one of my better matches. Oh well, too late now. <laughs> Again, I just looked at the first thing that it that it showed on Google. I didn't really look into it very much. Cause right now I'm just looking for like an easy chart and I guess personalities are a little bit more complicated than me just looking for an easy chart that says I I'm literally looking like for a, a zodiac compatibility which we are we we are compatible zodiac wise it says ESFJ ISFP or ISTJ okay I don't know I guess th that'll be something for another time 
All right, guys. So the question, did a relationship and pregnancy change my personality type? The answer is yes, it did. <laughs> it really did. I don't know if maybe before I was not being fully honest with it or if I really did change. It is possible. We do change in our life. But I am now an ISFJ. And I just looked it up and it actually says this is ISFJ. Yep. It says this is actually the the most common personality type with 13.8% of the population. I was definitely more rare before. I guess I'm more basic now. I'm someone that cares about people to a fault. I said that several times during the test and this is that personality type they care about. Empathy is a disaster is their theme song. Halsey, where you at? Because we need to trademark that. So yeah, my new personality type is an ISFJ. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that mess of me kind of divulging some really personal aspects of my personality. Personal aspects of my personality. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Again, I'm going to put the link to the test that I took in the description of this. So if you also want to take it and see if maybe life changes have changed your personality type or if you've never taken this before and you want to know what your personality type is. I feel like I was just talking really fast. But I will include that link so that you guys can take it too. Thank you for listening to this little adventure of mine. I'm still a little blown away, so I'm going to go deal with that. <laughs> I have feelings about my new feelings or feelings about my always there feelings that I try to repress. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm awkward. Okay, bye. Wow, if you've made it this far, that means you kind of, sort of, maybe like me. So, if you'd like more Millennial Mama content, follow me on social media. At Jessicamber is my personal Instagram, and at Millennial Mama underscore podcast is the podcast Instagram. So, like, now we're at the part where I awkwardly say goodbye and, you know, we pretend it's not that awkward. Okay, bye.